0: Hi, friends. This is Lisa Purdy, and I'm here to talk to you about professional development. I am uniquely suited for this because I am the first ever pharmacy professional development practitioner in the U.S. My job is modeled to follow the MPD, Nursing Professional Development Practitioner. AMPD has been around for 30 years, and oftentimes in hospital settings, you've seen nurse educators. But if you have an MPD, you know that that is way more than that. As a professional development practitioner, we cover six key areas, onboarding and orientation, competency management, education, role development, collaborative partnership, and then research evidence-based practice and quality improvement. These are known as the big six, as coined by Greta Price. This season, we are to dive into all things professional development and what it looks like to build a program like this from scratch. I'll give you the information that I have as why I think this is the direction healthcare is going and how you can show a return on investment by providing a program like this in your hospital that will elevate the practice of your technicians and your pharmacists. Hey guys, this episode I want to talk through one of the big six, orientation and onboarding. When someone is newly hired as a pharmacy professional development practitioner, the key here is to first start to get to know the staff if you don't already. The bulk of your time is the environmental scanning. Soak in what they tell you, what Watch for what is unfolding in front of you. Spend significant time shadowing and observing. Once you have a firm understanding here, this may take weeks, so give yourself time to really build on relationships here. Go one layer in and be specific. Do a SWOT. It's S-W-O-T, so Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunity, and Threats. You can find more information on these online. You will want to take time and do a SWOT on each of the big six. This will really help you identify areas needing to be improved and areas your staff identifies as being really difficult. So for orientation onboarding, this is one of the first places I decided to tackle right off the bat. Truly this becomes your bread and butter. If you do this well, the rest will follow into place. As you do a SWOT of this area, you will want to ask a lot of questions. What is the current process? What is going well? What isn't so great? what can you make do to make it great for us we had a basic idea or loose structure of what we provided our new hires but nothing tangible our pharmacists had more of a building up of how we trained you they spent a few days here a few days there spent another day there for the technicians um, we had set areas you would try and then do yourself So, once mastered, you moved on to the next spot. So, they might be running for uh, a week with somebody, um, and then the next week, they'd be doing the same area, but by themselves. Um, The technicians had drastic differences in timing for when they got to each area, and mostly depended on the staff as to whether the tech was truly ready. Uh, What this meant was a serious opportunity to fine-tune things. Uh, the first thing I did was create a standard of work, so SOW, for orientation and onboarding for the inpatient technicians, the inpatient staff pharmacists, and the retail area. In this document, I wrote out each of the 12 weeks than what we expected. This clair- clarity is good for both the new hire and for the team to know what we are doing and where we're going. It covered manager check-ins, check-ins with me. It showed a more accurate plan for where the team member would spend time and about for how long. I also discussed the types of things they will learn and was lined up to our checkoff list that we use. The MPDs here they have a 101 class. This class is an introduction to our hospital and organization that is more about our way than just the system level orientation. So new hires go to this um, their second day after they spend an initial day at the organization's um, team for their virtual uh, orientation. Uh, the first hour is spent with someone like me, so the uh, pharmacy professional development practitioner, and the new, new team members then are meeting one another. Um, we also go over a few, um, the next few weeks, scheduled plan, we set some um, actual uh, department and we go and meet some of the new team members there. Um, this would be an appropriate time to go over any paperwork if you had it, Um Then the class, we come back to the class and they go over some specifics like dress code and what makes us stand apart, our few policies and what we've changed and the uh, the fact that we're really values-based and over um, a rules-based organization. And it gives them a sense for our culture. Um, What's really great about it is that they're in a class with other disciplines that are in the same boat. So they're all brand new and it kind of cohorts them together to build some relationships across the hospital. Uh, once those items are discussed, we have a scavenger hunt so the team members can go start to familiar, uh, familiarize themselves with the hospital. Then we move to the resource part of the day. So this means gaining access to sign-ins, making sure you have a parking pass. Um, you can start any required learning modules. Um, this makes it a much more comfortable for, um, start for your second day. Um, you kind of get a lay of the land and uh, you know maybe the stress can start to kind of come down like, you got this, Okay. So as a new hire, this gives you a chance to ease your way into the new job. You're getting all the things you need because you are actually given time to gain the access to the items you will need to be able to work. So for us, we have Cerner, but you might have Epic, you have Pixis or Arctesk, you name it. Uh, you can see that the hospital has really taken time to allow you to become familiar and getting your accesses. And this can really be key um, to helping you You know, navigate and feel like you are able to get started on your training because you're not stopped because of someone not giving you time to get your passwords and everything else figured out. So um, it also allows you this. You know, since the second day, we're kind of making sure we take time to show you the hospital. Um, This can really help you feel more comfortable because now you know where to park. You're not really late and where you're trying to clock in and running, you know, all over the place and feeling lost. You actually feel well supported and guided. Um, And this can be really key um, because chances are in this season of COVID, You've probably had a virtual interview, and so if someone shows you like everything and gives you a chance to really navigate the place, you can feel like your stress is kind of eased off a little bit. So we find spending time to allow them to get acclimated has been really beneficial to the new hires. Um, we really do see them feel less anxious and more prepared, and they have less concerns about whether um, they will have what they need to be successful because we've already taken the time for them to familiarize them with the environment if that makes sense. So we also, by doing this, you actually show them that you, that they can count on you, uh, for everything to, um, in order to be successful here. So because you've taken time to do something that's very small, at least in theory, uh, it actually like sets the bar for them to realize that, you know what, they've thought of everything. So, um, Through my informal leader program, which is something I'm going to be discussing more in another episode, I have um, a group of mentors. So during the orientation period of the new hire, these mentors get to know them, um, what their personality is, what kind of interests they have, uh, what experiences um, they bring with them because everybody's different. Um, Not only are they getting intentional about getting to know their new hire, they're much needed support for those um, in those first few months, right? So they are a resource that the new hire can really count on. And at the end of orientation, one of these mentors will select the new hire um, and come alongside them for the remainder of their first year. So again, more information on how that works with another episode. But the best part is that um, now we have a new team member who has been really welcomed by a committee of, um, of sorts. Uh, to really rely on as they move forward through their orientation so that's a really uh, key piece to make sure they feel well supported while they're here um, during orientation it is critical for the team member's success to have a structured process uh, that you move them through many times in pharmacy i've actually seen them get thrown in um the you know the team member gets kind of thrown into sink or float right so we assigned them to some kind of random staff member who to train them for the day that you know, we don't really consider whether the staff member is really the best person to be training them. We just sort of, you know, it's the supply and demand, really. Um, You know, if this is how you currently operate, I suggest that you challenge um, this up, this way of thinking and and change it now. (laughs) Um, Because oftentimes if you think about it, if you're a new hire and you're just thrown in and they're like, oh, you're going to work with so-and-so on data entry today. And that person like literally walked in the door five minutes late because they were so stressed. They were trying to get their kid to who knows where. And then they show up and they find out that they have this new hire sitting there waiting for them ready to go. And they're like, you've got to be kidding me, right? So that doesn't work for anybody. (laughs) Um, And who knows if that person's even very skilled in that particular area that they should be training people in the first place. We should be using people to their strengths. Um, And so anyway, what my team has done is we've looked at those who are strong in various areas and those who really enjoy training. Okay. So there's two pieces there by connecting those staff members to the areas of their strength and assigning them to be the point person of that area. um, We, we kind of use them. Uh, So we already have like a checkoff list that we know the new hire needs to train through, but now we have um, key people who own a particular section. So you may decide to have um, a tech trainer for the whole pharmacy or you may decide that you have someone who owns say delivery or another person who owns if you have an iv room um, if you're in the retail section maybe they own or entry um, or they do the filling area so this not only invests in the team member um, with consistent training for that new hire but also elevates the staff to truly own and create the best outcomes for their area. You don't have this foolishness of, well, person A told me this, but person B told me this, and now I don't know what to do. You still have, you know, others who train them to give them, like, other ways of doing things or, you know, meeting other people, but um, by deciding a gold standard, by picking a specific person to sign off the area, that becomes, like, known for that person to be the point person. So that means that if... You know, say Joe Schmo is now going through delivery. Um, even if they meet three other team members who do delivery during their training, um, they will know that, say, Cynthia, who's the point person, is the one that whatever she says is really the gold standard, and she's the one that ultimately checks off that orientation list. So there's that means no confusion. And now the team member um, can feel confident that the message they receive in training is consistent um, and that the staff also will know that what that team member is getting that new team member um, they can hold them uh, accountable to it and hold that and they can also know that they'll actually be able to hold their own in that area once they're signed off because cynthia has already said you know what this person is doing great and they they're they're ready to move forward so now you don't have this problem where staff feel like they're having to pick up the slack for the new hire until they figure it out because they will have known if they're signed off, that means that they really do get it, okay? I hope that makes sense. Um, The last piece we looked at was transition to practice classes. So, this is definitely new to pharmacy, at least from what I've seen. Um, There is a chart that shows the natural progression a new hire has over their first year. The first month is like a shock, excitement, maybe even numbness or disbelief. And at month um, two to three, uh, it's this provisional adjustment. So, you think honeymoon phase or possibly like minimizing or, well, it's kind of like denial (laughs) in a sense. They're really excited. Um, Or maybe they're kind of like numb to the world, like something's changed, right? Um, And this is true of any life event, but basically during that first couple months, everything is great, which is good when you're in orientation because you're like, I'm flying. This is amazing. Um, But then as you head through month three, four, and five, we have this inner contradictions. Um, We think with uncertainty, we start to lose confidence. Maybe we get confused. Maybe we run into depression until month six where we're at this like inner crisis. Okay. So now month six is like, Pivotal as to what the team member will do. They may quit here. They may let things go, um, which could lead to further crises, or partially recover, or they may move towards the accepting, exploring, testing until eight months, where they have this reconstructed and recovered kind of feel. And now they're at this level of new confidence and are transformed. Okay. So you can kind of see like a bell curve in a sense that kind of starts to trail back up a mountain. Um, so you kind of go over the first hump, you kind of, kind of shift down a little bit as you're hitting that three, four, five month until six. And that's when most people, you notice high turnover between months six through eight. And that's because people are in crisis and they're either identifying that this is the right place for them and they're going to figure it out and learn. And that, you know, even though there's a lot going on, they're going to, they're going to embrace it and move forward, or they're going to just get out of it, you know, and, and try it all over again. And unfortunately, what they don't realize is that when they move on to another job, it starts over. Um, so just knowing that really helps us. So we created these transition to practice classes because um, they they actually hit key points in this process to help them be supported through it. So our first class hits ideally between months three and five. Um, And we talk about self-care, self-comfort, stress management, and understanding your triggers. The next class is roughly two months later, and we talk about uh, communication and feedback and workplace and civility. About two months after that, we look at ethical decision-making, moral distress, diversion, and speaking up. And then about two months after that, we cover quality, safety, professional development, certification, and what it looks like. Uh, to you to continually grow and and further education and whether, you know, what other requirements might be for the profession. So, as you can see, going out a year. So, those things, so you're starting um, the first class basically right after that orientation, that 12-week period. And now you have a class where you're in with other new hires. So, you have this cohort of people who are new hires and they're really, like, adjusting together, right? So, you know, you may only have three or six, but if you have whatever that group is, they're going to go through each of these classes together and that builds relationships, okay? So they're, and that's really key, especially when you're a new hire. And if you have new grads, this is really big. So then you've already talked about self care right before you hit your crisis, okay? And then as you're growing and learning stuff, then you start hearing about, well, what is an ethical decision and how do, what, Resources do I have at my place? And if I'm having moral distress or I start seeing people with diversion, like how do I speak up and what do I do about this, right? So that's why these classes are kind of um, good. Ours um, are only last about an hour and a half long, and that um, we facilitate discussion. So it's not really like speaking at them, it's cultivating like a discussion with the group and allowing them to get their thoughts out and show them real life experiences and that helps build the relationships amongst them and we have little activities for them that they can do and even though we're on a virtual platform now it still works really well um, to be able to do this so um, if you want more on that you can totally message me about how that could look for you Um, So these classes are designed to provide more life skills in their journey and focus on things they need to consider, but allow them a safe place away from the pharmacy where they can bond with uh, one another and the other team members. And then they see that they're like in a normal process. So by being in cohorts monthly or quarterly, depending on your level of hiring and turnover, it provides a group to bond and uh, really relate to. So this has been a lot of information, right? (laughs) Key points. Um, To remember for orientation onboarding are do a SWOT and see what your department needs. It might take days, a week, even a few months to truly gauge things. Okay, so give yourself the time. Areas we identified that were needed in this area were um, in a solid uh, SOW, so standard of work for the new hire. Classes both at the beginning and ongoing to help support the new hire and then mentoring slash a leader development program that helps support the new hires as well, okay? The great thing here is that this will be huge for your return on investment, okay? And that is something you really need to consider. When you create a solid program for your new hires to shine and feel supported, you actually decrease turnover, This is a selling feature, okay? You can increase job satisfaction for them and the other team members in the process. How cool is that? The great thing here is that this will be huge for your return on investment. So make sure you pay attention to that. You're going to want to really spend some time here. That's why I say it's your bread and butter um, because it will increase job satisfaction for those involved, especially those point people. You might think, oh, I'm giving them more work, but they really like owning things, trust me, okay? Uh, So if you empower them in this area, you're gonna see some people really shine. You will produce solid workers and consistent training will allow them to really carry their weight for the team. So then the whole team gets excited. Okay, because then they're not feeling worn down. And trust me, during the season, everybody's worn down. So having someone else come in who actually is solid in their team is going to be huge. Um, team members who see their new team members shine will take pride in knowing that they got to contribute to their success. And know um, now they can focus on their efforts rather than taking up the slack that would have been there from the vacancy. So they can breathe easy again. Okay, so this is really a win-win for everyone when this is done properly. And that's partly why I really suggest you guys consider hiring a pharmacy professional development practitioner because they can take the time to really do this that it's that's required to make sure it's done right. Okay, so I hope this helps you. And if it does, please subscribe and share with your friends. Um, the next episode, we're going to talk about competency management. It's another heavy topic and it with lots of... Um, You know, information and stuff. Um, So I hope you tune in for that next week. Um, But for now, please um, keep coming on the journey with me and message me if you are liking this kind of material. And if you have questions, you can find me on LinkedIn at Lisa Purdy. And I'm really excited to be going down this uh, journey with you. Um, So let's impact the world of pharmacy through professional development together. And you guys have a great week. Bye.